Welcome to Taboo and Turn On. I'm your host, Natalie Bartanian, and this is a podcast where we have real talk about real things, where we shed light on taboo topics and explore what it truly means to live a turned on life. I'm so glad you've joined, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Music by bensound.com. So on today's episode, I have with me, again, another dear friend, uh, Danny Buckley. And so Danny, I met through another friend of mine, a really good friend of mine. It turned out like they coached together and then um, we met at a conference a few years ago now, right? Has it been three years now, Danny? Oh, I think it's been like four or five. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So four or five years ago at this <laughs> conference in person and we just, you know, it's one of those like instant admiration kinds of things. But it wasn't until we did this women's workshop together two years ago that we just like became fucking like soul sisters for life. Um, <laughs> so, yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's pretty perfect that we're going to be talking about kind of friendships and connection and relationships because ours has definitely evolved and changed and shifted. So um, I think you are the perfect person in a lot of ways to be talking about this. So first of all, thanks for wanting to come on and chat about all things connection. Of course, I am. I'm honored to be here. Yay. So I just want to dive in. And, you know, one of the things that you said right before we hopped on, I think is to me also an important piece, which is that we don't put enough emphasis as a society on our friendships. Um, mm. So let's just kind of dive in. Why do you say that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I can just really speak from my own experience. And what what I've seen is that you know, I mean, even if we look around, it's, you know, we, we have couples therapy and we have, you know, family therapy and there's like the, the sections in the bookstore on those topics. Um, so like romantic relationships and then our family relationships, but it's, it just seems like there's so many times in our life where friendships are kind of like just expected to be easy. And if they're not working anymore, then we move on or they end or they fade away. Um, and we don't work at them the way that we do other relationships in our lives. And, I just come from a place of, I don't know, my, my, my friends have always been like my family and I, I really believe that. Um, and so I just think that it, it's easy for us to, I don't know, just kind of not work at them, <laughs> not like give them as much credit as, as how much they really impact our lives and how important they are to us. Well, and that's such a good point though, because I think you and I are very similar in that way in that my friends were my family as well. I didn't have a big family growing up. My family were in other parts of the state or other, you know, the country or countries. And so literally I just started accumulating friends and I was like, you're basically my new family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, they always say, you know, friends are the family you choose. And like, right. I really, t- I've taken that to heart since I was a little girl. I yeah. feel like because there's a lot of people in my family that I love, but I don't necessarily I don't know, have a close, like deep connection with, or, or a lot in common with, or able to connect with in that way. But like our friends, we get to choose these humans to like go through life with. And I just think that's so sacred. 
Do you, what do you think is the reason that we don't put as much? Because like you said, we are in a lot of ways choosing these people to interact with where we don't do that with family and we choose our, our romantic partners and we put a lot of energy there. But yeah, I'm curious what you think is kind of a reason we don't put as much energy or attention or love there. I don't know. (laughs) I, 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 yeah, I mean, I would love for us to explore that together because it's not totally clear to me. I mean, I've actually thought about it a lot. Um, this is a topic that I just find really interesting. And, you know, I, I think that, I think that we have a tendency to go into friendships a lot. It's just as humans, like from a very self and really all relationships, but friendships, like from a selfish perspective, um, you know, we look at like, I don't know, like romantic, maybe it's like, we know like there's the give and take between both. But like when friendships, I think sometimes it's like, what's convenient, what's right now. And friendships just form maybe so naturally from a young age, right? Like you're friends with the people you're, that are in your class or your neighborhood, right? You don't really think about it. Um, and, and I think maybe that's just like how we're structured. Uh, and, and so maybe it's just something we start to take for granted is the only thing I can think of that, um, and they're always there in some way. I mean, certainly there's exceptions, but most of us always have at least some friends or acquaintances around or that we can call on. Um, whereas we can very clearly define that, like, I do not have a romantic partner. Right. Um, and then that feels like something missing. Whereas maybe we just take it for granted. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely can feel into the taking it for granted part. And well, and just in that same way, and we'll kind of dive into this a little bit more too, but um, because it's so taken for granted, we just assume that we're always going to have friends. And then those times that we don't, it's, it's very weird and jarring in that, uh-huh. in that sense too. I think there is, yeah, I mean, it's weird to think that friendships on the totem pole of importance of fall pretty low. Mm-hmm. Like it's your yeah. family that you grew up with, your extended family, your romantic partner. If you get, you know, um, have kids, it's your kids. And like, then it's your friends. Maybe even yeah. your colleagues might go above. Your yeah. Depending sometimes. on, yeah. Like how much you work and, and yeah. kind of, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that's like the, I think that's a thing too. Like this isn't true for everyone, but I know it's true for a lot of people. They can point to their friends that they've had through it all, right. Through marriages and divorces, yes. through not having kids to having kids through, you know, maybe, uh, relationships with family coming and going or people passing, you know, it's like these friends are friendships can be easy to take for granted in some ways. Um, because of that, like they, 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 they tend to maybe stand the test of time or, or we think they will. Um, but I think that maybe that's the problem is I don't think they actually do without some work, but (laughs) we kind of, I think maybe think they might, um, I don't know. And, and maybe it's also because friendships, okay. I just thought of this, but they don't have as clear of a beginning and end as some other, especially like romantic relationships when you compare right. to that. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like, we're now a couple, we're now breaking up or getting divorced or whatever. Right. Whereas friendships, it's like, it's so fluid, you know, you kind of get to know someone, you get to know them better. And then all of a sudden you're like really close, but then maybe something changes and you don't hang out as much, but you never really talk about it, <laughs> about the change and dynamic. And maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. Well, and I think this is the part that's fun to think about and it might be a little harder to implement, but you know, what if in that same way that we approach, 
dating and romantic partnership, right? Like we're bringing that same level of kind of intention and honesty and and designing but that's the thing we don't even really do that with romantic partnerships that's yeah. why I have such we're bad beef. at that too yeah we're bad at that too <laughs> and so we're like we're bad at that and then we're yeah. like worse at friendships but um but yeah but we I mean, at least know in, in romantic that we should be doing it I think there's a little bit of a known even if we are bad at it or don't do it well <laughs> or like you said a trajectory right like these are yeah. the kind of the the ways and the places and the steps and the next kind of yeah phases it just there's a delineation to it right where with yeah. friendships like you said it's so amorphous it really is yeah and I think people's feelings I see get so hurt because it does evolve and it changes for different many different reasons right a friendship and it's never discussed it's so rare that it's discussed you know like oh we don't live in the same neighborhood so it's not as easy to hang out or one of us had children and one of us doesn't, or we used to both be single and now one of us isn't, you know, but it's not really discussed like how that changes the dynamic. And I think that's, it causes like a lot of pain that people don't really ever communicate with each other or I don't know. It's, it's kind of sad. Well, yeah, I was literally thinking about this the other night. I was hanging out with my best friend since high school and, you know, we've had a lot of changes in our relationships. She's married has two kids I love her kids we hang out whenever I'm in town you know but that place where I've just so missed my friendship with her and it's changed a lot and I feel like we're trying to come back to having more one-on-one time but literally the words have gotten stuck in my throat and have never come out where I just miss my friend like it was Mm. really hard to feel like I lost her for years in some ways, even though we're still connected. We text all the time, but just this place that our friendship changed so much in its dynamic. And, and it's not like I'm holding it against her. It just hurt, you know, and I've never been able to say those words ever still to this day. Like I had the opportunity and I, in my mind, I was like, Natalie, say it, say it now. This is your chance. This is your chance. And then it just didn't come out of my mouth. And I was like, well, chance gone. (laughs) And why do you think, is there something you're worried that would be like on her end that the way she would receive that? Or what do you think kind of held you back from being able to say that? Yeah, I think part of it is a fear that I have, which I don't know many people that don't, but this fear, like, I don't want her to feel bad or guilty Mm. or, like, she did anything wrong, you know? Like, I don't want it to come across like that at all. And then this other place of I... Then it opens up this place of maybe having to hear the places that she might be hurt and where she is not feeling met by me in our friendship, right? And so it's like, oop, that would be opening the door to then have yeah. things pointed at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And am I ready to, to hear that and, and also then feel bad myself or feel like I disappointed her in any way? Yeah. Yeah, I can really, I can, I can like, as you're saying that and like that example, I feel like I can go through my whole life and think of those kinds of situations. Right. <laughs> and, and I, and, and I feel kind of bad because I actually feel like there's some friendships who have en- like, who have almost completely ended because I, I didn't, I didn't say those words or I didn't have that conversation and we both kind of just faded away, you know, like we're still on Facebook and we like each other's posts, but like <laughs> where there once was a really rich friendship, um, yeah, like just that not 
feet honest that like I miss them or I don't know how to connect anymore because it, everything has changed. You know, things have changed that what we knew of how to be connected. And, and I think that's really common for a lot of people. Oh, it's totally common. And this is the place where it's so much easier said than done. It's so much easier for me to coach my clients around that, you mm-hmm. know, where they're talking about <laughs> a rift they're having with a friend and I'm over here thinking and then saying, so why don't you literally just tell your friend I am having a hard time talking to you about this and it, it, it's scary, but I miss you and I don't, and <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do about the situation. Like literally just own up to it, right? Just be that vulnerable um, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, so easy, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> ah, it is easier said than done. <laughs> well, which is why I wonder, too, in that situation, you know, I, I mean, I think I told you about this around Sally and I getting kind of like friend relationship coaching. Did I tell yes, you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You just told me that you guys had done that. Yes. But, yeah. And it was so funny because it was very sneaky in the sense that we went to a coach to do business coaching because we were, you know, thinking about what's the next step for Girls Gone Moto and we wanted someone mm. to help us out with that and we wanted to get, you know, kind of call in support and, and do this right. And the woman literally would not proceed until we addressed unspoken things within our friendship, mm. right? Or our connection as business partners, which me, which boils down to your connection as people, right? And so, yeah. our, and our friendship. And man, it was so challenging sometimes to literally be faced with our kind of um, our our tactics. Like for me, when I get really stressed and overwhelmed or I feel like I've said yes to too many things, I will get to this place of everybody off the bus. Like she's like, you know, you drive along and you're like, oh, come on, come on in. I'll give you a ride. I'll give you a ride. I'll give you a ride. And I end up like saying yes to all these people. And then I'm just so tired and feeling like no one's appreciating me. And why am I doing this? And getting so resentful that I just like slam the brakes on the bus. And I'm like, everybody get out of the bus. And they're just looking at me like, what the fuck? Like we didn't do anything. And I don't understand why you're kicking us off the bus. And I'm just like, get the fuck off the bus, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And and that's just so my thing, you know? And then there was, you know, Sally's part of this where I don't need to share, but like there were just her dynamics too. Right. And then the ways that they would kind of hook each other, you know, like they totally played into each other. And, and it was so helpful to just, have a lot of that teased apart and then I mean it definitely helped in all of our other friendships and relationships but man it just brought us so much more closer together in that place yeah yeah I mean I think it makes total sense and something I think I've shared with you before that I just really believe in and and I try to practice like with my friendships is I think there's so much value when we like whether it's with, I mean, I love the idea of actually friendship coaching. <laughs> I, I know. Couldn't we all, it's, it's like yeah. everyone go to therapy or coaching <laughs> so for your friendships, yeah. everybody. Um, exactly. But even like a, you know, a lower, like lesser degree of that, like, you know, and we've talked about like love languages and how those can be totally yes. useful in yes. friendship conversations or, or even like just personality type stuff, right? Like the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or, or any of that stuff, like just sitting down and like talking about what makes you tick and your communication styles. And I mean, it's like, this could be an hour conversation where the amount of insight I think you could get with a friend 
would be just like crazy and valuable. Like, oh, that's why you don't ever return my text because you blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, I don't know. I just think there's so much value in that. And we like, it's so rare that that happens unless you are in like a community or an environment where you're doing that kind of stuff. Right. Like <laughs> it's just, yes. uh, there's so much that I think could solve those, those, um, I don't know, those, those like pains that are happening in friendships. I mean, I, I, to this day, like no matter how much I work on my friendships, I still constantly have like, right. I feel like, well, why aren't they reaching out to me or why have they done this? Or it, it, it all feels so personal. And as we know, like, usually it's not <laughs> about us, but it feels like it is. And, um, well, I think we need to underscore that for people listening, because I think there is a way that we do think it is about us. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. that may be true some of the time, but most of the time it isn't, it isn't about us. Something is happening for that other person mm, and, or yeah. they are reacting in their way because in some ways it affected them in a very personal way because we could like, I could literally say, um, I don't like pink and someone could be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Pink is the most amazing color ever. And someone would be like, Oh, I totally don't like pink either. Right. It's about them and their kind of filters with which they're looking at it. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I have an example that just happened recently. Like, oh, a, tell us. <laughs> I'll t- tell you more. Tell <laughs> us more. <laughs> um, no, I mean, this just happened. I was actually telling a friend about it last night. But there's there's a, a couple that I'm, you know, been friends with for a few years here. And, and I really care about these people. And, um, you know, my husband and I become friends with them. And we all have, like, similar friends. And But I constantly feel like there's something I did wrong because they either, you know, don't, they either you know, just decline a lot of invites or, um, I don't know, can be standoffish in group settings. And I tend to, I'm definitely very extroverted and I like all kinds of, uh, social settings from really large groups to one-on-one. And anyways, I ended up having this heart to heart with them and I got so much clarity around it because I just, it really came clear that they're really, really introverts. Like they don't, thrive at all. I mean, they, they contract in social settings and a lot of the invites I give to them are, you know, 10 or more people. And, um, and instead of them, like being able to explain that, you know, and be able to say, you know, Hey, we would love to just meet up with the two of you. Um, you know, just, they just decline stuff. And I start thinking like, they don't like me. They're not, you know, they're not doing this, you know? And I felt like, why weren't they reciprocating? Why weren't they ever inviting us? And, and after actually talking to them, um, realizing that they just feel like that because I always have these like parties and big things and like connecting lots of people and dinner parties and stuff. They, they assume that if they just invited us over to like watch a movie that that wouldn't be like cool or exciting enough. Um, oh so they were making gosh. assumptions yeah. and we were all kind of wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but we all were having a little bit of like pain around it, like thinking things that weren't necessarily true. And, and I feel so good now. Like I feel like so much clearer on I'm still going to invite them to stuff. And they said, please don't stop inviting us. But Hmm. also know that like, it's not personal if they just can't or don't want to at that time. Um, Oh my gosh. That is such a perfect example. That is such a perfect example of the way something might happen. And we each make up stories about it. Right. And just have this whole fucking elaborate meaning around (laughs) what happened and never check in with the other person to be like, is this true? This story yeah. that I'm making up, right? And then it just will just build and build and build and build until friendships fall apart, right? And yeah. That, or the distance it has grown too much, 
where it just feels overwhelming to even try and approach it, right? To kind of find out what's happening. And so it's easier, quote, air quotes, people easier to just let the friendship go. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, I was at a point where I started to feel like I'm just not going to invite them to stuff anymore. Like I kind of was feeling like I'm just done with this friendship. Like I really had those thoughts. Like it's just, we're not, we're not alike. We don't, it's just like, you know, other, and, and I was, I was kind of ready to give up. Um, but something told me like, you know, give this one last shot. (laughs) And so it's a lesson that I've unfortunately learned uh, quite a few times (laughs) and had to be reminded of, you know, that it just takes like that, that communicating, going back to what you said, you know, just being vulnerable and saying, this is a really hard conversation to have, but like, I really care about you and I want to try to have it. Yes. Um, Yes. And, and so that, like, I actually kind of, I don't, I don't tend to want to get preachy or kind of teachy, but in this case, I feel like this is important again to highlight that just try this out in your next kind of conversation of just approaching it, just kind of naming that I'm feeling something over here and I don't necessarily know what it is and it's kind of feels scary to even bring it up but can I clear something with you and then starting then continuing the conversation because I've done this too a couple of times of look this thing happened and I'm realizing I'm making up this whole story around it which is why I love Brene Brown's work like she's yeah. so good at that right like I just I realize I'm making up this story about it but instead of me being over here assuming that this is truth I wanted to just come with you and check like you know, how are you feeling? Is that true for you? You know, is there a story you're making up around what happened? You know, can we just kind of clear the air in a way? Yeah. And, and be curious. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Natalie, but I can honestly say that I have had a hundred percent success rate (laughs) Yes, with, with with doing that, even in the situations that felt like not even a close friend, like an acquaintance that I was just not like something didn't feel right or, you know, there was conflict or, or friction. And I finally just like, you know what, I'm going to like practice the tools that I've, I've learned over the years. And I'm going to just try to have a conversation. And it is always just wowed me at like, wow, that they were really receptive when I came from the place that like you just described. And, and we learned something. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden we're best friends or something like that, but success rate in the fact that like we learned something about each other and we got both got clarity on like, what was really going on. And like, we were able to resolve like any of that friction or pain or, or judgment or whatever. And it was just, it's it, it like when you said air quotes easier, I mean, it's amazing how much those conversations as hard as they were and like going into them was like super nerve wracking. It made my life so much easier. Right. And I'm sure theirs as well. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause um, then you're taking away this angst of what happened. Cause then that yeah. stays with you. Cause I've had another client recently where she still to this day is wondering whatever happened with this yeah. one friendship, right? So you're fucking being eaten alive by this thing, even if it's in a small way, for years sometimes, instead of just being like, hey, what happened? <laughs> you know, like, I just yeah. need to know. Like, I just want to clear it because I'm over here thinking, like what you said, I'm over here thinking, like, did I do something wrong? Like, and if I did, I didn't mean to, and I would love the opportunity to, like, clear it up and apologize, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's so invaluable. I don't know. It goes back to like, what we started this conversation. Like, I just think 
the the value that deep, like strong, meaningful, like these relationships can have. And it doesn't mean they have to be like people that are like your closest friends, but you can have deep connections with people that are even like acquaintances somewhat, right? Like, like in your extended group of friends, you can still have a deep connection in the way that you can communicate and you can be honest and vulnerable. It doesn't mean they're like in your inner circle. And I think that like, as humans, I really believe the more that we're able to do that. And I think it starts with this kind of communication and, and just like that, that questioning, that curiosity, right. Around whether it's something that we're trying to like fix, I guess you might say, right. Like there, maybe there's friction, but also just the communication of wanting to really get to know a human being (laughs) and understand them better. So we can show up in their lives and vice versa better. It's just so powerful and, I don't know. I, I just, I kind of want, I just want that for everyone in the world, <laughs> including myself. Right. Yeah. I think it is important. I mean, this is going to sound like it's kind of trivializing things a little bit, but a friend of mine recently, she was going through a breakup and I just happened to be there. And I was li- literally like, this has never happened in our friendship, but she was just like kind of freaking out. And I just like grabbed her and held her and she was just sobbing, you know? And then later she was just like, you know, I mean, we should just be single and just like be together. I'm like, like the golden girls. She's like, yeah, like the golden <laughs> girls. And she's like, I mean, we're going to live the out. We're going to outlive the men anyway. And so she's, so we were cracking up, but then there was some thing about that, right? Like there is a way that friendships kind of do stand the test of time and they, and they can be those relationships that are with you, whether you're going through ups and downs with your family, with your kids, with your partners, right? Like in some ways there is a way that they are those anchors if you allow them to be that. And so why not really ensure that there's strength in that anchor and there's like deep connection versus disconnection or misunderstandings or just not valuing them, right? Like the taking for granted part, I think is what breaks my heart the most. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes to, you know, making them a priority too. So like, there's this, like, we've been talking a lot about this importance for like, yeah, putting that, that emphasis on like working at our friendships, right. And not giving up and not making assumptions and communicating and, and really those kinds of things, but then also like making them a priority and, you know, you, it, it's, it's kind of like a standard thing that you hear all the time and see where people get into relationships, you know, romantic relationships and they kind of like drop their friends. Right. right? And, yeah. Um, and I know like in my marriage, like I've made it just luckily I have a husband who totally gets it. And, um, but it, it's always been a priority that I need like one-on-one friendships. I need girls weekends. I need, you know, I need, and, and even to myself that I'm always going to, and sometimes I lose this and I have to come back to it. Like I'm going to make my friendships a priority. I'm going to carve out the time. I'm going to, you know, schedule the, the coffee dates or the phone dates. Um, and, and it's hard. Sometimes I don't want to, sometimes it's, it's the easiest thing to cancel. Right. Cause they'll always be there. Right. They're going to understand. They love me. I'm busy. Um, but even for just my own needs, like I'm learning like that it needs to be a priority. Like it just has to be. Um, and yes. I think it's just really important. Yeah. I think so. Because again, like anything, the more energy you put into it, the stronger it will be. Like it's, it's a plant, it's a living thing. And that, that is Mm, the funny thing, right? It's a living thing. It's like a plant. If you don't water it, if you don't 
talk to it, if you don't give it nutrients, if you don't put it in the sun, like it's gonna wither mm-hmm. and die. And so this place that we go to, like, I don't understand why my friendship fell apart. It's like, okay, I, I guess I get that. But hi, yeah. you didn't nurture it, right? You didn't yeah. foster it. You didn't cultivate it. Like you just, like you said, just kind of ignored it thinking it'll always be there and in some cases it's a living thing and a person a living person too (laughs) yeah you know on the other end of this friendship and they need love and attention and care too yeah and I think that on that like same analogy it's like I think when people you hear a lot of people have a hard time making friends as adults whether whether they just want to make new friends oh yeah let's talk about that because we were going to talk about this (laughs) yeah well and and I moved to Seattle from Florida um five about five years ago almost and you know didn't know a soul here except for my husband really and um and so went through that journey of 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 making new friends and and I think that that goes back to that nurturing right like you're not just going to meet people and then all of a sudden have, have be like these great friends and everything's going to work. I mean, I have taken it very seriously, my role in like dating to find new friends. Like I, I kind of use that terminology because I, I have dated to find friends. Like I had invited people, I've, I've like scheduled dates and I really think one-on-one's important and like really worked at these friendships that I've formed um, and really went out of my way to nurture them, to grow them because especially as busy adults, we don't spend the amount of time socially like we did when we were in college. You know, you spend like every other night with someone, you know, and, and friendships can get really close really quickly when we're younger. But as adults, you know, you might not see someone for a month. And so you really do have to try. Um, and so many people just get frustrated and give up and they feel lonely and, and they feel like, oh, like I can't make any friends. And I think it's just it goes back to that. Like you have to nurture it. You find someone you like, start dating them, <laughs> you know? Yes get to know them, see if there's yeah. overlaps, like, cause they might not be, you might not have things in common yeah. and, and sometimes we'll approach friendships from like a place of desperation. Like, Oh, I'll just like mm-hmm. take this person to be my friend, even though we don't like really get along and yeah. then it's uncomfortable and it's weird. And then you don't want to hang out with them, but there is. And that's what I love about you. Like you really have approached it with so much intention and care and, and like commitment, right. To, want to create a community because you're right you went there and you really didn't know anybody yeah and it was it's it, it is I think it's that intention I think it's um and and there's just such a level of vulnerability I think we're, we're all it's hard for all of us right like it just like asking someone out on a date at, you know that you meet at a bar <laughs> it's it's hard to meet someone through you know an acquaintance and say well I really like you like we had a great 30 minute conversation at this you know, happy hour. Like I would love to get your number and like, we should hang out. And like, I have done that so many times and of course no one said no, but of course they didn't all like pan out into friendships either. Um, but I, you know, that's not, you don't, that kind of goes back to the taboo, right? Like that doesn't happen that often, you know, where, and it's like, how, how many times have you met someone and then never, you know, saw them again. And it's just like, you don't go out and ask people for their numbers, just like for a platonic <laughs> thing. <It's not laughs> but I have, <laughs> and I feel like a lot of my, my real rooted friendships here in Seattle have been because of that. Like just, you know, and for me, it's like an easy way besides a number is I'll be like, Oh, let's connect on Facebook. You know, cause I right. find that's like almost like a fun little way to like get to know someone and then you can reach out. And, um, and that's, that's been what's worked for me, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 treating it, I guess, putting it as a priority, just like you would if you were out there dating and trying to find your, you know, (laughs) romantic partner. 
Well, it also makes me think of just because I remember you saying that at some points, you know, I wish I had more people that were kind of more on my vibes and valued the same things. And, and then when I had, you know, um, Jay and Ari kind of were going to be in Seattle, I'm like, oh my God, I need to connect you. Right. And then you have yeah. friend, like I blind date, like I've set so many people up on blind friend dates, you know, because like I knew they were looking to, for community in certain places and I knew someone else and I'm like, oh my gosh, you two would like really get along. Right. And so it just like, that's that other place of if it is a priority for you. And then even just speaking that out loud, it, it isn't that different from dating in that way, you know, and then yes. people can like help, help a sister out or help a brother out with like, getting, yeah. you know, expanding their network and having more deep connected friendships that match them where they're at now. Cause obviously we have friendships that we have when we're younger that may grow with us um, and may not like they may not match where we are now and doesn't mean it's right or wrong but it's you know you might need more friends to support you with where you're at or just kind of get where you're at in this at this point in in your life yeah yep yeah and I think that it, it's I think it's really special. And I think that like what you, what you kind of voice, like that you, you know, being like a matchmaker, right. For friends yeah. is so special. And it's something that I really try to do as well. And, and I think it's hard for a lot of people sometimes because we get a little, um, uh, what's the word? Like feel a little bit of ownership over our friendships, right? Like we don't want yes. our two friends to meet and then them become best friends and then they leave us out. It's like this like kind of high school mentality that sticks with us. Oh, totally. Um, and I, yes. <laughs> and I think the more, the more we grow up and we realize that like, it's not like it was in high school, right? It's very different now as adults. And um, I've actually had friends that have connected and I have struggled with it. And I've had to voice like my feelings of maybe feeling left out, but also knowing that like, like this is, that's what I want. I think it's really beautiful to yeah. know that like, these are two people that I love that I think are amazing people. Yes. And, like, they found a connection and like, that's so cool. And like, once we can get past our own shit <laughs> um, right. of what that maybe we think that means about us, it's like, it's just a really neat thing. And I personally love having like the different parts of my life intermix. Right. Um, and different yeah. people. And I think, you know, I love when people have like dinner parties and invite like different people from their lives. I always find that to be really cool and interesting and people that are open for that. Um, cause I do think it's like, that's how we meet people, <laughs> you know, is through other people like you introducing or, or whatever. And, um, and if we're all just like sticking with the same little circle, it, it we're not going to expand and grow and meet other people. Yeah. I'm really a big fan of that too, of kind of expanding outside of your bubble. And, yeah. and really having diverse, I mean, these people used to joke with me around when I was in high school and it's gotten even more so where they're like, it's like your friends are like the United Nations. Like I had friends <laughs> yes. from like every culture and every, yeah. you know, at this point, every sexuality, every, you know, and I kind of pride myself in that <laughs> because there is something really cool and sweet about not, about having diverse friends with different experiences and different worldviews and and, you know, and I learn a lot from my friends. Like, they're just, I, I do kind of look at them as, oh, my gosh, there's so much there for me to kind of soak up and yeah. and grow from. Um, I just, yeah, I love friendships. I mean, I think that that is the other place where you and I are kind of unicorns mm-hmm. in that way. Like, we really, like, the valuing of them is really high. And I really wish in a lot of ways people could see them as that. Like they're so, they're just friendships are such precious 
opportunities. They're just so invaluable in multiple yeah. ways. Yeah. And you know what that makes me think of that I've, I've expressed before is I think that one really beautiful role that friendships can play in our lives when we do have, you know, a, a partner is that, you know, as a society, I think we have a lot of expectations of like our partner, right? It, and especially if you're in a monogamous, you know, <laughs> relationship, yes, right? It is that this person has to be like everything to me, right? They should fill every everything that I every need I have, right? Like romantic, sexual, you know, being my best friend. We share hobbies. We travel together. We <laughs> watch TV together. We cook. You know, it's like wow, like what a lot of freaking pressure to put on right. one person. Yeah. But that's what we expect. And over the years, you know, I've really learned that like my husband does not have to be all things to me and vice versa. And like, I honestly feel like we're in the healthiest place we've ever been because we both acknowledge that. And like, I have friends who can fill different types of, um, needs that I have. Right. And, and even, even if you're not even with a romantic partner, like just in general, like not one friend, it's not like this best friend has to be everything for me. Right. Like some friends are really good at being there for you when you're down or when you're in a crisis. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas some friends are going to be the ones that like you can go out dancing with and that's okay. Not everyone has to have every quality either. Right. I have my um, friends that cheer me up. I have my friends that will like dive deep and explore all of the different pieces of something with me. I have my friends that I talk about philosophy with. I have my yeah. friends that I talk about sex with. Like it just, it is, it's true. It's really cool to kind of see the expansion that's possible. Yeah. When you yeah. can tap that in a way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that you brought that up. I love that you brought that up. Because even I know I've fallen in that trap for sure in the past where just even though I had this amazing friend group, I still would be this thing of like, be my everything with with my partner. <laughs> yeah. and, and realizing, oh, God, okay, that, that expectation is just killing our relationship, you know. And yeah. every time I've been able to zoom back out and release – us from the pressures and the expectations just I mean a the better our relationship is like you said like you and your husband have, are in an amazing place and you know there's a way that I then I'm able to have really deep awesome relationships with everyone in my life because because there is this way that it's kind of spread you know in the and there's no expectations on anybody yeah yeah exactly and I mean that's like the I feel like the story of my life like my motto these days is you know, just like no expectations, right? Yeah. <laughs> the more we can limit that in every aspect of our lives, uh, it just seems to be right. Uh, a reminder I need over and over again, but it's it's true. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, no expectations. Don't yeah. take your friendships for granted. Put some energy and effort into it. Get curious. <laughs> Don't make up stories unless you're going to confirm them with people. Yeah. And just really start dating and start friends. dating friends. <laughs> and like, on that note, like you could even woo them. Like I just thought of this, but, like I know, oh. like the, the dating analogy. Like, gosh, imagine if we did some of the things that we do when we're like trying to pursue someone romantically, like bring our friend flowers or yeah. like write a sweet. Like, I don't know, like, I, I, I'm going to take that advice right now and do that. But yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it's true. I've done that before where I just will spontaneously, like, write a bunch of love notes for my friends and mail them to them. And yeah. it does. It totally makes their day and their life. And, and plus, I get into this place of, do my friends even know how much I love them? Yes. You know? Like, I'm just yeah. like, oh, my God, do they even know? Like, what if something happens? And I get a little morbid. Like, what if I die tomorrow? My friends don't I know. even know how much I love them. <laughs> And some may and some really might not. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like, 
Yes. Oh my God. I'm going to hang up with you and I'm going to go like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm going to call you back, Natalie, and right. tell you how much I love you. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Well, honey, is there any final words around this um, topic? For you? No, I mean, I guess the only like final thought that I have, my parting wisdom for really myself okay. <laughs> is, <laughs> is just the reminder that like, it, it's not, like just like any relationships, like they're all complicated and there's not like an easy answer. And I think it just all comes down to like trying and, and what you said, like being curious and just putting effort in. And, and that's like what I just try to remind myself, like, just do my best, like be kind, do my best and, and try to like put the effort in, communicate and, and do those things and, and just keep on like making it a priority, just like the other relationships in my life. Yeah. I love that. The reality that all relationships are messy and we're all trying mm-hmm. our best. And if we really do come, yeah, from just a really like genuine open hearted place, like I really do, like you said, I just, it's going to figure itself out somehow. And usually it's a way better outcome than you probably would ever imagine. Yeah. 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 Oh, thank you so much, Jenny. This is really fun and yeah. also good for me to kind of come back to this place with myself too around, you know, just even just looking at, cause I feel like I do a great job, but like, I, like I said, with my best friend, right. There's still this place where I know I could have a much more vulnerable relationship with her and speak more honestly about how I'm feeling and to even want to know from her, like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, are you content with our friendship? Like, is there any way that I could love you better? Like we've Mm. never had that conversation. Yeah. And that's a hard question to ask. Like you said, like what, what the answer might be, but like, Oh man, how rich that is. Like, right. I'm just thinking like people I could ask that to as well. And like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So thanks so much. And, um, I can't wait for whenever our next conversation comes. I'm yeah. sure there's going to be a round two of something, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. I love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you again for listening to another episode of taboo and turn on. I really hope this conversation inspires you to be more intentional with your friendships. Again, these relationships that we so often take for granted, but they can be such a rich source for support and strength and love and fun. So definitely think about those people in your life and how you can cultivate a stronger, more connected friendship. Last but not least, if you haven't already subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher, that would help so much. And if you can leave a rating or review, even better. That would be your gift to me this holiday season. And I'm not afraid to receive people. So thank you again for tuning in. And until next time.